There's an argument to be made this is all very good for him, politically. I mean, you know, he's fundraising off of this. There's a lot of support suddenly behind him. There's an enormous amount of talk about Ron DeSantis up till now. And now it's all the Republican Party coalescing around Donald Trump. Yeah, so how much is there to that? During times of national tragedy and national emergency, we will talk about the rally around the flank effect. Well, could we have a rally around Trump effect from the Mar-a-Lago raid? Anecdotally, I mentioned even last week, I had some people who were on DeSantis who kind of peeled off a little bit and like, you know what, now I get it. And even some people that had mentioned, one in which I included in a recent Q&A, that said, you know what, I, I mean, it's kind of like shame on me thing, but I'd really just kind of forgotten about everything that happened to Trump originally. I mean, the whole Trump-Russia collusion thing, we know we lived it, but it's kind of like life moves on. And it's easy I thought right along for DeSantis to continue momentum. I mean, let's be real for a moment. Donald Trump hasn't been in public office in, what, 19, 20 months? He went out on a sour note. And we've had Governor DeSantis that we've benefited from right along. So it naturally lends itself to the momentum that we've seen. But is this a game change in that regard? Here for Some thoughts about this from the Young Americans for Liberty Chief Strategy Officer Brendan Steinhauser joins us. Brendan, what do you think? Is there a rally around Trump effect here? Yeah, I do think there is. And and again, uh, you know, I think I think you're spot on. I think it's people are sort of distrustful of the Department of Justice, the FBI. They've looked over the years and said, you know, you did have this Russia case, which was kind of blown way out of proportion. The expectations were really raised on that. And it turns out you know, that it was much less there than meets the eye. They didn't have really much to work with. Uh, Ultimately, they passed on the prosecution of Hillary Clinton, although there was some pretty clear evidence there of not only misusing and and, uh, mishandling classified information, but then covering it up and destroying the evidence. So they they chose not to pursue a prosecution there. And then currently you've got the lack of investigation or prosecution related to Hunter Biden and any attempt to bring up Hunter Biden's laptop is called disinformation or misinformation. And so I think Republican voters in particular are looking at this and saying, this sure looks as much like a political persecution as a criminal prosecution by the DOJ. Brendan, are are you telling me that you haven't at some point in your life been busted on video with guns, crack, and hookers? I mean, you haven't lived (laughs) if you haven't had that happen to you at least once. I, I can say without a doubt that there is no there is no such video. There never would be. Um, it, it's really it's really kind of crazy how the media just you know pretends that story does not exist. It never happened, or if it did, if they covered it all, it's sort of you know the, the back of the newspaper. It's like a little twenty second clip, and it's all about the Republican reaction to it, right? It's all about Republicans are out there making a big deal out of this when really this is the story. When it, you know, when you compare that to the news coverage about the FBI raid and the way they're talking about it and the assumptions that they're making about the allegations, right? They're talking about, well, maybe Donald Trump sold our nuclear secrets to the Saudis or the Russians. Well, what is that based on? What evidence is that based on? Uh, it's all hearsay. It's all speculation. And it's really, frankly, um, I, I think the worst thing you can do in this situation, because let's, let's wait and see. Let's see where the facts are. Let's see what evidence they have to bring. But I think in case after case, when people have looked at these things, they've seen that there, it was kind of much ado about nothing. I'm interested to get your thoughts a bit more broadly here as well. As some have advanced the narrative that, yeah, you know what? 
there has been a Republican base rallying effect around Trump as a result of this, and maybe at the perceived expense of DeSantis. Uh, how much of this on a broader scale translates? In other words, one thing I've been curious about, and I don't have any information to this effect at this point, what about people that aren't part of the Republican base? You know, how do independents view this at this point? How do people that might be persuadable that are really regretting their Biden votes about now, does this translate beyond just those who have long had a, a distrust of the DOJ and FBI related to what they pulled with Trump originally? I think that's a very important question. Uh, it's a good question that has a lot of bearing on the November elections and on the elections in 2024. I think independent voters, swing voters are going to ultimately decide these national elections. And from what I can tell, yes, they're concerned about the raid. They, you know, many independents are concerned about you know, what is there? What evidence is there? Did Trump do something wrong or not? I think a lot of them are waiting to see uh, what happened. But I think a lot of them also have some distrust in our institutions. They've seen the same thing I outlined with Hillary Clinton and, and Hunter Biden. But I think the bigger point is that independents and swing voters are saying, why are we not talking about inflation? Why are we not talking about the economy at large? Why are we not talking about Joe Biden's failed presidency, his policies that have led to um, many problems in this country, as opposed to trying to get us back on track after they shut down our economy and cost us trillions of dollars in wealth across the country. Like that, that is, those are the pocketbook issues that Americans in the center of American politics care about. All the polls are clear on that. All the data is clear. They want to know what are you going to do to have an impact on jobs in the economy? And I think that for some of those independent voters, they see some of this stuff as a distraction away from those core issues. Well, I mean, the core issues were solved. Didn't you hear Biden recently? He said there was zero inflation last month, and whatever's left is surely going to be knocked out by signing the Inflation Reduction Act into law today. So, I mean, look, all problems solved, right? Yeah, exactly. Talk about voodoo economics. Um, <laughs> I, I saw a clip of a Congressman Rankin from Maryland, I believe, who was asked, well, how exactly does this new law reduce inflation? He literally said nothing and said, let's move on to the next question. So I don't think the Democrats have a very strong case on that one. Uh, it sounds nice and pretty, but it's not going to help them in November. I think the American people are too smart for it. You know, they know what they're paying at the grocery stores. They know what they're paying for gas. Um, they are dealing with this every single day. And I think the elites uh, in the White House and in Congress are out of touch with what's going on. And I think the Democrats who are in power are going to really, you know, be be dealt a severe political blow in November. I want to throw one more thing at you real quick. So my opinion, uh, the biggest Achilles heel for Trump looking forward is himself. And, and that is, you know, looking back to what happened or didn't happen in 2020. Elections are always about the future. And when he looks back, it obviously is as out of touch as what you're talking about with Democrats on policy relative to what's happening in the here and now with with everything we're living through. Could this um, actually translate? In other words, get this off of the, the 2020 narrative for Trump and, and maybe help him refocus? It could. You know, I think he's probably trying to navigate this as, as well as anybody else. And what does he do and how does he talk about it and how does he position himself, um, you know, to, to, to benefit as opposed to kind of suffer through this? I thought it was smart what he talked about, you know, lowering the temperature. I think this was yesterday. He said, right. you know, basically telling, you know, those that have kind of posted some pretty, you know, pretty violent ideas on the Internet saying, hey, guys, tamp it down. Um, 
you know, and he's, and he's kind of saying to the FBI and to the DOJ and others, to, to his kind of political opponents, you know, if you guys are seen as weaponizing the Department of Justice, if you're seen as weaponizing the tools of government of the state, you know, this could lead to some, some violence. This could lead to some real, uh, you know, banana republic type stuff. And, of course, that's what the Democrats have already accused him of doing. But I think it's smart of him out to go out there and say, we've got to tamp this down. We've got to lower the temperature. And I think, you know, the fact that he's calling on the release of the affidavit in this case is really important. And I think mm-hmm. it tells you that he and his lawyers believe there's not a smoking gun there. Because if there was, I don't think they would call for the release of the affidavit, which will contain far more information about what actually led to the raid than anything else. Good point. Good talking with you. Appreciate it. That is Brendan Steinhauser with Young Americans for Liberty. We'll be right back. Natalie, trending story here at the Brian Mudd Show, News Radio 610 WYOD.